0: BT Dubs, we still, my dad, we still owe him an ash sham I'm going to go out there for Labor Day weekend. Uh, I'll take my mic with me because I'm only going to take a small carry-on. I'm only going there for like four days. Uh, so I'll have him, we'll record the ash sham with him when I'm there. Does that work? Mm-hmm. Okay. When's Labor Day? How, how did you graduate from the University of Miami, honestly? They didn't teach Labor Day in my degree. There's a show intro right there. That'll work. Plus, my dad will love. He gets a shout out. I didn't get a master's in holidays. You got more? Two gods and a goose. It's good to be back, man. Good to be back. Two gods and a goose podcast. Uh, It is the two gods and a goose show. We are back. It's been about eight weeks since we last joined you guys. My co-host is extreme. He's on level twenty of a scale of one to ten of annoying me. So you know he's ready, locked and loaded. And you know it's gonna be a good show. Is it gonna be a good show today, Sham? Well, yeah. Because if I'm annoying you, it'll be a great show. I'm kind of split, man. This may be this may be a good one. This may this may be a legendary one, and it may be one that I'm like oh, I hate that one. Maybe. Uh, but I think it'll be good. A lot has gone on since we've been away from the people. Uh, obviously, NBA free agency. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, before we start, always like to let the people know where they can find us at, Sham. Yeah, you can
1: find us on iTunes and Stitcher. to search Two Gods and a Goose. Uh, you can follow Keith and I on Twitter at mv 23 and at Sham, Sham God.
0: And we also have merch now. Let the people know about our merch.
1: Yeah, we got swag now. So we have three different designs. Uh, The first design is a picture of my dog Finn, cartoonified by our good friend Bailey Carlin, who does work for the Knicks Wall, and it says "You Up" underneath uh, that uh, picture of my my dog Finn. And the proceeds for that shirt, all of them, go towards the Animal Humane Society. The second shirt we have is a Two Guys and a Goose Army shirt where the goose is wearing an army helmet and has the war paint on. And that one goes to the the wounded warrior project. And the last one is the two guys in the goose podcast, the goose with flames behind him and all of the proceeds for that one go towards the red cross.
0: So we're on T public, uh, just search two gods in a goose and they can find us on there. Correct. All right. So uh, a lot has happened. NBA free agency. Uh, you know, the summer is always tends to be, you know, there's no, no stopping in the NBA season. Uh, I don't even know where we start with free agency. Do you have an area? Obviously, LeBron James is going to Los Angeles. That's that's the top.
1: Yeah, let's start with the biggest free agents and work our way down. So Trevor Reba going to the Suns. My God, what a great free agency signing.
0: <laughs> so LeBron James goes to the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, he leaves Cleveland. Uh, we'll talk about you eating a tweet, which we'll have later on in the broadcast for your terrible gas bagging that LeBron was not going to leave Cleveland. Ah, uh, but we will we will uh, cross the tweet eating later on in the sh- in the show. He leaves to to the Los Angeles Lakers. This clearly was a decision that was more than basketball, and now they've surrounded him in Los Angeles, and and they've called it a process. He signed a four year deal. He's what thirty four, thirty four, thirty three, thirty four now. Yeah,
1: something like that. He's thirty three. Yeah, I don't know exactly, but he's definitely going to end his career in L.A. I feel like
0: so Magic. You know, Land's the big fish, best player in basketball. Uh, they surround him so far. They have, obviously, the youth movement there with uh, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Josh Hart, who looked phenomenal in, in, in Summer League. Uh, they also add, I mean, it's basically LeBron's rogue villain gallery, correct? I mean, rogue gallery of villains, basically. Uh, Rajan Rondo, Lance Stevenson, <laughs> JaVale McGee. What, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the 2018 Los Angeles Lakers? I just find it so
1: funny that Magic has surrounded LeBron James with like three JR Smiths from game one. Just like the, the, the IQ for those three players. Well, actually, I think Rondo's a smart player, but JaVale McGee is like a Shaq and a Fool legend. Uh, Lance Stevenson has his own set of antics that he's been doing his entire career. So I just find it very funny that they don't really surround him with players that kind of fit his style because LeBron James plays with shooters and that's how he's been successful and they've surrounded him with Rondo, a noted non-three-point shooter, JaVale McGee, who doesn't shoot threes, Lonzo Ball, who's a bust. So I, I just don't, uh, don't know what exactly they're doing. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, but it's LeBron James, so you never know if they'll make the playoffs or not. In the East, it was a given, but in the West, it's much harder. So I just find it funny. But maybe that's not his, his focus anymore. Maybe his focus is on off-court stuff.
0: Yeah, I love I love everything the Lakers have done. Uh, I think, first off, everybody works with LeBron James. It's LeBron James. Any LeBron James team always makes the playoffs. There's no if, ands, or buts about that at all. You know, he, he signed his goons. Every great team needs a go- needs some goons. He's got a goon squad. He signed all the people that have created chaos or annoyed him over the last five or six years, seven, eight, nine years in Rano's case. uh. You know, you look at the situation, Lance is a guy that can get his own shot. Lance is a guy that can help him. They just signed Beezus today, Michael Beasley, another guy that's a scorer, that around LeBron James, those type of guys can go from uh, whatever to impact guys. Uh, Rondo, playoff Rondo, they literally signed him just, he's going to win the job over Lonzo, the starting job, because he's better a better player than Lonzo, but they signed him for playoff Rondo because that playoff Rondo, you watched him against the Blazers with New Orleans, he was fantastic. I love these signings. The one, thing, the one aspect I do not agree with in Magic Johnson is that this LeBron thing is a long-term play. I realize he signed for four years, but he's 33, 34 years old. He's a machine, but father time is still undefeated. I would not waste a year of LeBron James, a year or two or whatever, until they add another piece because you're going to need another piece in the West. Even with the Warriors eventually soon breaking up and this thing not being able to stay together, you still need more. And I'm not I'm not with the uh you know, wait a year or two or slowly put this thing together. But I, I like the free agency signs that they got there.
1: I, I just don't know how those pieces fit together because Lonzo Ball isn't a really good three-point shooter. He can't shoot from the free throw line. He's generally a bust. Uh, Rondo can't shoot from three either. I I just don't see it. Like if LeBron brings the ball up the court and Rondo is on the court with Javale McGee and uh, Julius Randle walked.
0: Well, the, J- J- the Javale McGee signing was just to keep him away from Golden State. That backfired on them, and we'll get to that in a minute. But that was the sole. JaVel McGee probably won't see much time on the on in that in that rotation. He they were just trying to keep him away from Golden State because he was that piece with those other four guys in Golden State that just was annoying you. He would go up, and I mean, what did he add? a six for six quarter in the finals? I mean, that type of stuff is is it will kill you.
1: Well, I mean, I just look at uh, like if you look at the the Cleveland. Roster from last year and you look at the lakers roster going into next year I feel like cleveland is a better roster or was a better roster last season than the lakers going into this season at worst They're pro- like probably equal And saying that like going through the ringer in a tough western conference. I don't know if that team really Gets past like a seven or eight seed
0: Obviously, you're not going to put them above they're not going to be golden state or houston but after that, I mean, I think they can compete with any of the teams that are, you know, that are in place after that. But I, I will say I'm cautiously optimistic about Josh Hart and Brandon Ingram and the and, and the and Kyle Kuzum. These guys are young players that may end up being good. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, guys like Lance Stevenson are, and Rajon Rondo come playoff time are going to have a huge impact on the game. And a guy like Beasley, he's a guy that you put his skill set next to LeBron James. LeBron's how LeBron plays could end up making that guy look a lot better. He could score the ball, period. Michael Beasley can score the ball. And this last Cleveland team you had, you didn't have a lot of guys that could score the ball, period.
1: Yeah, they lack shot creators in general. But Michael Beasley isn't really a shot creator. Either. He's a guy who can spot up and hit threes.
0: Le- Michael Beasley s- puts the ball in the basket, period.
1: I mean, that's fair. Let's see. I mean, I also am of the opinion that LeBron will not play 40 minutes a night like you played in the playoffs and towards the end of the year. No, yeah, and I, when I you're not playing that, 40 minutes saying, tonight, I don't I know if you look at the rest of that roster and you see like, okay, that's a winning team without LeBron. I don't think it is. I think they're worse than last year without LeBron because they lost Randall, who was a good player for them.
0: Yeah, the Lakers they won 35 games last year with this with this similar lineup. You add a couple vets, you add a couple guys, and then you add the best player on the on the planet. This is obviously, I'll say it again. This is not a finished product. Not even close to a finished product. This is not a contending team. But this is a team that's obviously a playoff team. This is a team that's going to be fun to watch. They're going to be entertaining at the very least. Uh, you know, and and you have to think people are going to want to play with LeBron James. So, you know, what is the next big piece to to land in, in Los Angeles? And the NBA is always better when the Lakers are good.
1: My best years are when the Lakers weren't good. They lost uh, in 0-4 to my Pistons, so...
0: I like how you just made it your Pistons as if that wasn't a championship yeah, for both but, of us. But yeah, that's man. fine. Uh, the second... The second big piece to, to or the second big transaction, I guess, this summer uh, was the second best player in the NBA, Kawhi Leonard, going to Toronto from San Antonio. He's the second best player. Don't debate me on that. Uh, so he goes to Toronto for a package from Toronto that included De- DeMar DeRozan. This was something that, I, to me, it was a no-brainer for both teams. Uh, there was a lot of issue I saw on sports, on the uh, NBA Twitter. Some people had some issues with this. Uh, what did you think about Kawhi going to Toronto?
1: Kawhi going to Toronto. I I hate the way Kawhi Leonard has handled this entire situation. Where he's kind of he was a soft spoken, quiet guy. We all thought of him before this whole fiasco that went on with the Spurs, like we thought of him as a guy like most superstars should be like. Like you just put your head down, and you keep quiet, and you do your job and you win games. But the way he's kind of handled himself the past Six months or so has been very, very strange. And then he gets his wish. He gets out of San Antonio. He gets traded to to Toronto, which isn't first of all, it's not like a bad city. It's a, it's a very like I don't know if we've been to Toronto, but it's a cool city, and it's a city that is probably a Kawhi Leonard away from being in the finals, even with uh, Demar Derozan gone. I think that Kawhi Leonard fits way better on that team. So I, I really don't understand why he was so upset about it, and when he traded, he said publicly, I think Chris Haynes said, I tweeted this and said that he's not happy with going to Toronto and he definitely won't re-sign and he may not even play, which I, I think that's as false. I think he will play regardless of how he feels, but there are a lot worse places that he could have gotten traded to. But because he's infatuated with going to LA, I think he didn't give a chance to like see the positive in playing one year in Toronto, even if it is just one year. Just one year in Toronto. So I like it for Toronto. They really don't have anything to lose. Like, Tro- like Kawhi Leonard walks. Cool. After the end of 2019, they have tons of cap space going into 2020. And they still have Lowry on that one-year deal after Kawhi leaves. Uh, Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas are still there. So they can still retool and still be competitive. But he walks like they can rebuild.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... A lot of it is hearsay right now. We haven't heard anything from Kawhi. We don't know. We we heard one day from Chris Haynes that he doesn't want to play in Toronto, then the next day he's warming up to it. Emotions don't go like that, so it's all hearsay until until we hear directly from Kawhi popped in saying anything in San Antonio. That's a franchise that runs a certain way that's run a certain way for a while. So it's really all hearsay at this point. Um, the vanity of the situation in, with Kawhi in San Antonio doesn't look good for Kawhi, but again, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt off of being a guy that drives a 98 Tahoe and eats wingstop, uh, that maybe that's a little overblown in in our speculation for how it went down. The deal itself, I really, really like. I think Toronto, even with LeBron leaving in the East, they were not the shoe-in. I I don't know that I take them over Boston or Philadelphia in that position, even with DeRozan and Lowry and their noted playoff struggles. Uh, They got rid of the coach of the year. We're going to apparently benefit from that, but that, again, was a head-scratcher move. But Toronto, I, here's my thing: uh, the worst place you want to be is in the middle. You want to either suck and be terrible to get the you know, to get a top lottery pick to potentially get a game changing franchise player, or you want to be a comp- uh, uh, a contender. Toronto was neither of those things. So a move like like um, Kawhi, to your point, is. That puts you in the conversation of, oh, that's the second best player in the NBA or certainly in the top five players in the NBA. DeMar DeRozan is nowhere near, I like DeMar DeRozan, he's nowhere near a top top five, top 10 player in the league. So this puts you in that position to go, oh yeah, we could actually compete for this thing in the East. And the and the, the play for Toronto is take a swing, man. You likely weren't going to win the East as is. So now you're swinging for the fences. And uh, remember, they also have the deadline this year coming up if, if it goes south. Uh, with Kawhi resigning, you have to take a swing there. Look at what just happened with Paul George. He's, he chose to stay in Tulsa over going to Los Angeles, where, mind you, he's from. So what happens if it goes right for Toronto? That's my counter to people going, oh, well, Toronto gave up a lot for potentially a one-year rental. What happens if it works?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this move is very similar to like that Blake Griffin move that, that Detroit made, where what, what top five player in the league is going to come to Toronto willingly? And this was really their only chance at I mean getting a top 5 player in the near future. I mean they can obviously develop one, but they didn't, you know, they don't have one currently. They haven't had one in a long time. I don't think they've ever had someone of Kawhi Leonard's talent ever in the history of that franchise.
0: I think there's a couple different cities that can probably get those type of players in free agency. Toronto's definitely not one of them. So I agree with you 100% there with the Blake Griffin example. Detroit is another one of those markets where you have to take a swing like that. You have to swing for the fence because it's the only way you're going to get a player of that capabilities. Uh, and you know, that that type of impact player to your city.
1: Yeah, and, and honestly, who knows? Maybe he'll like Toronto, maybe he won't. And either way, to, uh, Toronto is in a good position because they can clear out so much cap space. DeRozan was the only contract that they had that was like beyond 2020 that was over 20 million. And now that they're out of that, Kawhi Leonard may or may not stay cool or not. Whatever. If he does, they can compete for a few more years. If they don't, they walks and he can they can, they can rebuild. And in East, that's increasingly valuing youth over anything. Where Boston has a ton of youth, and they added in a few stars and Gordon in uh, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, and and Kyrie Irving. And then Philly is a, had a treasure trove of youth come in. So
0: there's safety nets for Toronto. Period. There's the deadline right then there's also sign and trade opportunities next year because the re-signing with Toronto is still going to make him more money on the max deal than just going to a random other team next summer in free agency. Yep. Toronto gave themselves a couple different nets here but the bottom line in my opinion Toronto swung. They took a chance and they're swinging for the fences and you got to applaud that in my opinion.
1: Absolutely. And and then also if you look at it from the Spurs perspective they they probably got offers not like like you know crazy offers where they had to take it at that time but they probably got offers from LA. They probably got offers from Philly. They probably got offers from Boston. And all these teams are are so fertile in their young talent. But that young talent won't necessarily help them compete now. DeRozan, say what you want about him. He can ball. He can play and he can help a contending yeah, team. Player. Yeah, he's an all-yeah, he's an all-NBA player. And he can help a team compete now. And maybe that's what the Spurs wanted, is they like Philly is not giving up a player that is able to compete now or like help them now in a trade for um for Kawhi Leonard. The whole point is they want to pair Kawhi Leonard with these other superstars like Embiid, Simmons, etc. Um, and same with Boston. Like the Boston is not gonna give up one of their big three to get to get Kawhi. They're gonna give up Jalen Brown, they're gonna give up Jason Tatum, they're gonna give up some of their youth that although they may turn into stars one day, they're not there yet. And that's the whole point.
0: No, and I think the that- the only thing we really knew, you know, we don't really know anything, but the, what we gathered from rumors was that the Lakers made or were coming with a package that could potentially be a bunch of young players that may be good down the line. San Antonio turned around and got an all-star out of this. They got a player that's good right now mm-hmm. and to under add to a team. That, right, exactly. That's the big part. That's under contract. To add to a team that won, I don't know how many games they won totally last year, but over 50 or close to 50 games with really LaMarcus Aldridge and a bunch of other guys. So if you add DeMar DeRozan to that, right now San Antonio is not going to be in the place. They might not contend, but they're not trying to be in a losing situation. Pop is not in the middle of his career. He's kind of toward the end-ish of his career. He doesn't want to go out and lose. He wants to go out and at least compete, win 50-ish games. I think DeRozan does that. and that, They had a guy that was already going to leave. The options on the table were young guys that could potentially, outside of Boston, which could probably offer Tatum or Brown, which those guys look like they're going to be real good players. In the Lakers situation, we don't know anything about the Lakers' young kids. Potential is there, but potential, how often do we use potential in, in two years? You're going, eh, that didn't really work out that way. So they got a, uh, an all star in DeRozan that keeps them competitive in the Western Conference. Uh, I love the deal for both sides personally. Uh, the, the third story, I guess, if you rank these on, you know, impact, you go from LeBron to Kawhi. I was kind of split on the third, on my third decision because both kind of have a big impact. I, you know, I was kind of shocked with the Paul George thing staying in Oklahoma City not really shocked from the standpoint of he developed a clear relationship with Russ and that played a huge role into that but choosing to stay in Oklahoma as opposed to going home and going to a major market like like Los Angeles where over the last couple of years that was the one guy you were like oh yeah Paul George Lakers that was like a a foregone conclusion in most people's minds so that was a little bit of a head scratcher to me to be honest with you um you know I know they just moved Carmelo off of that team he was you know a net negative in every way shape or form, on that team last year, but I still don't know that that team's a, compa- a a contender at this point. Of course they are. Um,
1: I mean, they were a contender in spite of having Carmelo Anthony and all of his inefficiencies and lack of defense and everything. They still were at one point, like a three seed in the West. And the, the reason why they kind of fell off was because Andre Roberson got hurt. You're a huge Andre Roberson guy. I love that dude, man. He, he was, a he was my defensive player of the year candidate, uh, uh, uh Pick uh before he got hurt, and I think him plus Paul George healthy, um Russell Westbrook another year Stephen Adams. I I think that team is very very good. What they do need to shore up is their bench, because when Russell Westbrook or Paul George come off the floor, they don't really have that that next unit to come and like at the very least like keep things even with the other team. You know they don't, like they're they're kind of a net negative on the floor, so. I would like to see them kind of maybe add something mid-year or maybe figure out the rotations in a way where you're not losing so much offense. But that team is definitely a top-five team in the West, Yeah, even with LeBron there.
0: To me, uh, this is a team that's now paying, I think I saw the figure today, $85 million in luxury tax. They're not a contender to me. Uh, This is a team that has no bench. Robertson is really, really good. I'm with you. I'm not as high on him and his impact. As you are, no question in my mind, he's one of the elite defenders in this league. Uh, but I saw inefficiency last year. That's a, it's on two guys. Their offense is two guys. So to me, and especially you talk about contender, you got to be able to in a, with a straight face say, oh yeah, this team can play with Golden State or Houston. This team cannot play with the Golden State or Houston. And and the the cap situation they put themselves in is laughable. $85 million to not be a surefire contender. To me, I'm not taking them ahead of Portland. To me, I'm not taking them ahead of probably Utah at this Ooh. point. I mean, this is, Utah washed them. Utah ran them out of the building yeah, last but, year. And I don't know what this team... Oh, but Robertson is not the one guy that takes them from getting destroyed by Utah to manhandle Utah. To be a true contender in the West, you have to be able to manhandle teams like Utah and Portland at this point.
1: Yeah, I think this maybe just you know, teeters on our view of Robertson. Because I think Robertson... Like like Gobert in Utah, where when he came back, it kind of changed Utah's entire defense and and game plan. I think Roberson does the same thing for the Thunder. I just think he creates so many opportunities off of steals and blocks, and he can virtually shut down the offense, the other team's best player. And the Thunder were a very good defensive team when when Paul George and Roberson were on the floor, and Steven Adams, who's a very underrated no defender as well.
0: No no question. So I
1: I. Just feel like they still are at least at least a top five team in the West at least, and I think that's worthy, especially in Oklahoma City. Where I mean, besides Paul George, what other major free agents have chosen Paul? Like uh, chosen Oklahoma? Oh City? yeah,
0: yeah, no, no question. Yeah. I mean, get, retaining Paul George was a huge win for them yeah. themselves. I'm looking at the situation very clearly. If you're a content, Robert Roverson is not the the difference between getting run out of the building and man by utah and manhandling teams like portland or utah that are the right there at the four or five ish spot in the west if you're not manhandling portland or utah you're not a true contender because that's what houston and golden state would do if you're not a true contender why are you paying 85 million dollars in luxury tax? what else
1: do they do then do they do they just rebuild and start over
0: they're one of those teams that are just they're just a treadmill they're they're they may be a top five team in the west i'm not i'm not discrediting what you're saying they're not a contender period Oklahoma City is not a contender in the West, and they're paying $85 million in luxury tax.
1: Well, in the Golden State era, there really is only
0: one contender in the West. Yes, Houston, agreed. There are two contenders in the West, Golden State and Houston, period. You saw what happened
1: with Golden State and Houston last year, and I told you for months what was going to happen.
0: Houston had them beat, and then Chris Paul's, you know... Hamstring pop that's
1: out. not my fault. Chris Paul didn't stretch before the game. I didn't say that's it was your fault.
0: fault. I'm just stating what was occurred. Golden yeah, Houston I'm had golden what
1: I, I'm just stating what I knew was gonna happen the entire time. The Houston We're not Rockets replay.
0: missed 27 threes. Right. We're not going to replay that. Uh, but I'm glad that we brought up the Houston thing because uh they they lost two guys that I think I think this is gonna have a major impact on the Houston Rockets and losing Trevor Ariza... Uh, and Luke's 17 names. This people are not talking about this enough, in my opinion. I understand it's not going to get the front pages over LeBron James, Kawhi, uh, Boogie, PG 13, the whole thing. But this is a significant loss for arguably the best team in the Western Conference last year. Uh, you, and, and I understand there's mellow talk, there's talk of Carmelo going to Houston. And, and uh, you know, the narrative is oh, well, you lost Ariza. Well, just plug mellow in there. Nah. This no. is going to be, have an impact on Houston bigger than people think, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think those two were the two best wing defenders that they had. I think P.J. Tucker is up there as well. Um, but w- like when you lose two 3-and-D wing defenders who, I mean, you and I both know, that, that, that archetype, that play style is extremely valuable in the NBA today, especially with how switchy teams are now with, with defense and, and how much the three ball is valued that is a huge loss and with and replacing those two with mello isn't really the same thing cuz no, it's not mello can't play a liquid defense no, it's not even close. At all. and
0: mind you houston was one of the things that had me believing in houston most last year and i feel like it didn't even talked about enough and it was a prime example through game 5 through five games in that series why houston was the better team through five games than golden state houston was a elite defensive team last year and uh, Ariza and Luke played a huge role in that. So losing those guys is 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 beyond words a big deal to me.
1: I agree. And and honestly, I think the one guy who they may lose um, is still like Clint Capella, like a 24 year old big man who in the playoffs was dominant against Golden State. Who he was incredible in the playoffs, yeah. and he's 24 years old. And he allowed for James Harden to run off the pick and roll and Chris Paul to run off the pick and roll. And he was a force of the rim and he still remains a restricted free agent. I'm one, surprised that no team has thrown a max offer at him. Two, I'm also surprised that the King, well, I guess it's the same thing. Because I'm I'm surprised the Kings haven't thrown a a max offer at him because one, the Kings love big men. And two, the Kings really
0: haven't had a Yeah, he does seem like a, he does seem like a guy that the Kings throw a hundred million dollars at. Yeah. You're, now you're saying that. I ain't thought of also, that. It's, that's it's the absolutely the team yeah.
1: in the NBA right now that have the space to do that. Like I look at Clint Capella and I see like a guy who's one gonna be a rim runner and be a very good one at that, and two, be an incredible rim protector. And I think those are the two things like you look for in the big men who can't shoot. And he has them, and I think he's really valuable on both ends of the court. And yeah, he's worth easily twenty million. That the offer that he was given was kind of insulting. I think. I think it was like just less than twenty million from the Rockets. But I'm I I don't know. I'm just like surprised they haven't like no other team has thrown something at them. But if he doesn't get an offer, he'll come back the next year. Then he'll be then he'll be unrestricted next year, and then he'll definitely get lots of offers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think. The Capella thing will probably get done. Houston's in the driver's seat right now. You can match any offer. So it's one of those things. And, and I think we see this a lot with bigs in this league right now. It's one of those things where you don't really know what the market's going to say. The market determines your value. What are they going to do? I was on this podcast in April after the Blazers were swept going, oh, yeah, I think Nurkic's probably going to get a $100 million offer from somebody. He ended up being on a very uh, team-friendly $40 million. deal, about the same contract they gave Myers Leonard basically in Portland. So, I don't know where that number is going to end. I understand where Clint Capella's and his camp are looking for that number to be, but I have no idea where that's going to end. Uh, But I think, you know, I think it's something where Houston will get it done. I think they match anything. I think it's a no brainer situation uh, to bring back Clint Capella. I agree with everything you said on Clint Capella. Absolutely an impact, big, a rim runner, a rim protector. Absolutely one of those dudes that you, that you talk about with a DeAndre Jordan, Andre Drummond type player and, and, that fits Rudy Gobert that fits in this type of NBA. So I think Houston will get that deal done with Click Capella. Uh, speaking, I wanted to touch on this because I, I, I know how to light your fire. Uh, the other big switch wasn't happening in Los Angeles. Not only did LeBron James go to the Lakers, but apparently Clipper Daryl went to the Lakers and now he is a uh, Laker Daryl. Your thoughts on that, champ?
1: Okay, Clipper Daryl, he's a lifelong Clippers fan. He's on Twitter. First problem I have with him: Why the hell is Clipper Daryl verified and I am not? Because Clipper Daryl, he doesn't write anywhere. He's not a public figure. He doesn't do anything great. There's society something like that. He's Clipper Daryl. He's just a super fan, and he you calls himself Clipper Daryl. What if I call myself Pissing Sham or Paper Sham? Then do I get uh, a verification badge? No, I wrote for Piston Powered. I was an editor there and I didn't get verified at all. And Clipper Darrell just says, oh, I'm Clipper Darrell. And he gets verified. That's my first problem with him. Second of all, what a pompous ass. Clipper Darrell. Oh, I'm a Clipper fan my whole life. But you know what? The Lakers have Magic Johnson. Nope, I'm still a Clipper fan. No, they have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Nope, still a Clipper fan. They got Shaq, still a Clipper fan. They got Kobe, still a Clipper fan. But as soon as they get the king, LeBron James, uh, maybe I'll be a Lakers fan now. So now he's Laker Daryl. What a snake. And I guarantee and mark this down that the Lakers and Clippers will will finish within five games of each other in the record, in the standings. And he will look like a fool with his pants now. Clipper Daryl, with his pants and his ankles. Laker Daryl. Because he left a team... Piston Sham That isn't much better than the team he went to I contribute more to this society Than Clipper Daryl or Laker Daryl Ever has Laker Darryl. What? It's just two bald guys hanging out with a goose Don't make it weird Bad takes Bad takes Come get your bad takes <laughs> Here's a bad take for you LeBron James of LA will not make the playoffs. Here's another bad take for you. Pineapple is an overrated fruit. You want a bad take? I got you one.
0: So Derek Rose will not be in the Hall of Fame. Bad takes, bad takes, come get your bad takes. and a goose podcast. Speaking of paper sham, uh, I wanted to move on. Uh, We—that's a lot of sports right there that we just got into that first segment. I wanted to move on because when we were off, uh, we both kind of went and visited family. We both spent some time on the West Coast. Uh, but, you know, there was a conversation that kind of, in, and Sham and I are, are constantly uh, gas bagging, I guess would be the best way to put it, on on our texts. Uh, and what happened is is the, the July 4th, they always do a big uh, hot dog eating contest thing uh, in Coney Island in New York. And this kind of got you a little bit fired up, and and so obviously, as I just did with the with the Laker Daryl conversation, when I see the gat when I when I see you get a little spark, I know how to throw the gas on there, and so we have now set up a situation where uh, you're going to become Sham competitive eater. Now people know you obviously from eating eating tweets, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, but now you have you have you know I, I hyped you into now we are going to. Eat hot dogs. Is this is this correct
1: now? Okay, well, let me just give you the backstory because I was watching this this July Fourth extravaganza at Coney Island. Whole bunch of theatrics. There was some dude rapping. Uh, the the MC for the event was very you know outgoing and introducing these these different hot dog eating competitors uh, as if they were a starting lineup for the Lakers and. Each one walked up, and they were maybe the middle aged, and some were a little heavy set, some were skinny. They were all different shapes and sizes. And then this guy walks up, this old guy, sixty something years old. His name was the Locust, and he didn't. He's had to be super. Old. He was very old, and he was very slow, and he took his sweet ass time to get up on the stage. And wasted maybe five minutes of my life watching him. He didn't shake hands. He didn't wave. He didn't do anything interesting. Just very boring. The locust. So I told Keith. I said, you know what? I could eat more than this guy. I can easily eat more than this guy. The locust. He did. He finished eleventh in the hot dog eating contest. He had twenty eight hot dogs. I could eat twenty eight hot dogs during the course of this pod.
0: So just for context, uh. Sham is one of those guys he'll get fired up in the moment and then I basically will throw gas on it and so instantly when 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 I hear oh I can do that then I put gas on it and I try to get a number and we've turned this into a, a whole extravaganza and honestly letting everyone behind the scenes uh, as we tend to do for our you know massive cult following on the show we're going to do the eating the hot dog eating on this episode and and how we basically have thought of this is, I, I, Sham said he could top the guy eating the hot dogs. You know, then, then Sham said I could eat 30 in 10 minutes. I, I you know, I kind of was like, all right, well, let's just make it over a whole show. So instead of doing it on this show, cause you wanted to, uh, I didn't want to create an event. You, you like to, you like to, let's be honest. You like to create events out of these, out of these type of things. So we're going to set this up properly week of for the next pod. And so during the podcast, you are literally just going to eat as many hot dogs as you possibly can get down, yeah. correct?
1: Now, do you think I should eat the buns as well, or just the weenies?
0: What did Locust eat? Locust ate the both? buns as well.
1: So I'm gonna have to eat the buns as well. Then.
0: Okay. So th- yeah. So then we're doing the buns. So I I don't I don't want you to uh I you threw a number out to me. Do we want to reveal that to the audience of what you think you can do in an Go hour? Go for it. So Sham said he's going to at least put down thirty in an hour. So the next episode, what we're going to do is Sham is going to eat hot dogs during the entire episode, and we're gonna see how many he can eat and. I understand that there may be some vomiting. I understand that, that it may become an ugly situation, but we're gonna set it up. We're gonna get it, you know, he has a huge grill. We're gonna put all the hot dogs on there. We're gonna post it all on social media. The next episode is going to be the hot dog extravaganza. And we
1: have a new sponsor for that. So this, the sponsor
0: for Oh, we have a new sponsor. Yeah. For
1: okay. the, so the sponsor for the actual hot dog unique contest was Nathan's. And so we reached out to their direct competitor, Oscar Mayer Weenies. And they have agreed to sponsor us in our event. So next- Did uh, they
0: give us a promo code?
1: uh, I'll have to reach out again. I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's Weenie. You get uh, 6.9% off. So we're looking forward to that event, yeah.
0: But we still have an event to do today. And let's get to that now. You have a history of paper eating. It is something you have kind of made your name off of. Paper Manning. And we have to face the music. It is time, Sham, to face the music. I know you're going to do a, uh, make a huge thing of this. We're going to do a Periscope live, uh, a live broadcast of this. I'm just kind of standing back hoping that, you know, I have 911 on speed dial on this, on my cell phone right now. I don't know how this is going to go. You've eaten paper before, but, uh, I don't know why you would want to do this again. Our doc, uh, Dr. Chu said, Probably don't want to do this. Uh, Laz on Twitter tweeted today said, "Why eating tweets as a wager? You could literally do anything else." We're all literally wondering why you continue to do this to yourself. But nonetheless, you have to pay for your bad tweet. Would you want to let the people know the tweet you're going to eat right here? Give the background on it and let them know what the tweet actually is.
1: So, if you were around a year ago when I kind of grew in popularity, I um, I had made a bet about the Pistons roster. And it ended up being, I ended up being wrong, pretty wrong. So I had to eat a tweet back then. And that's kind of how I gained my popularity and kind of broke my way into the blogging sphere. But now I decided to make a different bet about LeBron James. And I was so sure during the playoffs, things were going well for him um, before the finals. And I had Tweeted, I said, if LeBron James leaves Cleveland this summer, I'll eat this tweet. Because I thought genuinely he was going to do like a one plus one. Now, mind
0: you, LeBron was always going to leave Cleveland. That was that was obviously known by most yeah. people except for now you. And yeah, now we know LeBron James was
1: going to leave Cleveland regardless of what was going on. But I had a, I had a a good feeling that he may stay. And I ended up being very wrong. So I made a bet. I said, I'll, I'll eat this tweet if, um, if he leaves. And, you know, he left. So he's in L.A.
0: If we did this before. What were the effects of the last tweet eating situation? There were right. ramifications last time. Do you want to kind of let the people know what happened last time?
1: Yeah. So last time I ate the tweet, I I didn't eat for two or three days. I did not feel well at all. I consulted with our two guys and a goose doctor. He had he had indicated to me that that wasn't a um, a, a proper thing to do. It's not very healthy. There's no nutritional value in paper. I disagree. You know, I, I felt full. So there's something in that, I think, but um definitely uh was not healthy uh from his perspective. So what better way to, to you know commemorate the, the year anniversary of my tweet eating by eating another
0: tweet? So 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 but do we do have the condiments and everything? Last time it was a big uh, dramatic production. Nope, so, no so condiments. What are, you, what are we drinking? No Some sort of liquid to to get it down. I imagine. So, paper, I imagine yeah, eating so, paper is very difficult to, to do. So what are we? How are we doing the liquid over there?
1: Uh, so I have dry paper. Just the just the plain old Xerox paper. Shout out to our new sponsor, Xerox. Ten uh, percent off um, if you use code constipation. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I have some whiskey here in a, in a, in a glass and I have the paper in front of me. So yeah, it, it'll just be dry paper and whiskey. That's it. Okay. breakfast so, and Champions. so
0: I'm going to narrate this the best I can, but sham, as I explained to you before we, before we started this segment reminder, uh, because you're not good at this whole radio thing. This is a audience that might not be watching on Periscope. There is right now on Periscope. How many, we have 19 people on Periscope watching right now. So I, I imagine 9,000 people listen to each episode, so the, there's probably you know eighty nine hundred people that are missing from this. Explain the taste. Explain everything for the radio audience that's not listening, that's not watching you eat it.
1: Yeah. So as I eat, I'm gonna have to yeah explain what it tastes like, what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, um, and I will. I'm I'm pretty good at radio, so I uh,
0: you know I think we'll be fine.
1: So here is the tweet, guys. I had printed it out right here.
0: I don't know if you can see it. So he's eating a basic piece of paper right now is what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's about, a, it's about a third of the of the paper um, at the top.
0: So this may turn into me doing the rest of the, the podcast, the rest of the episode by myself. You may, we may have to have, I mean, the phone is set up here. So I, I have 911. If we need to do this, you know, you're going to eat two pieces of paper right now. So Do you have my
1: emergency contact?
0: Yes. Yes. I'm all set. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm on it.
1: Okay. So should we go ahead and get started?
0: Let's get started. Feel free,
1: audience, on Periscope to ask me any questions and topics you want us to talk about. Um, yeah, and we'll just talk about it. We'll kind of hang out, have a good time. Over some... Uh, you can hear that on the mic, right? Yeah, there's the, there's the tweet. He's now eating that. So, I don't know if you've eaten paper before, but it doesn't really break down in your mouth. It just kind of like... I have not. goes up into like a little ball. I don't know if you've done the spitballs and stuff. You're pretty old. That probably was what you guys did for fun in the 80s, but... <laughs> Um, so yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of like, I don't know if you can see it in Periscope, but it just kind of rolls up into a little ball. It doesn't really go anywhere. If I keep chewing it, it just continues getting pushed into this little ball. And honestly, the way I did it last time, you just take it down like a pill because it's never going to break down. Take it down like a pill. That's the first bite. The first bite's always the hardest.
0: So how did that? How did that go down? The first bite that seemed like it was a struggle.
1: Yeah, uh, you know it actually did um, break down. It split into two, so half got stuck in my teeth, and the other half uh, went down. Yeah, yeah. But but actually, there's a question. So the drink, the drink I'm having right now, I actually have Di which is like an like an Italian amaretto over ice. That's just straight. I love it. Pretty simple. But here's the other other half of that
0: tweet. Get close to the mic so they can hear. Okay, there he's up. Yep, he just took the tweet. Now he just took the, a shot to the head. how the second one <laughs> go down, champ?
1: Uh, it's uh, it's slowly getting easier. I think by the end of the night, I'm going to be eating reams of paper.
0: By the way, we've went from 19 viewers on Periscope to 13. Apparently, six people were like, I can't watch this. So they, they've they
1: quit. I got some opinions on Trey Young. I think he's destined for greatness. You know why? Because his hair why? is
0: awful. We're not doing the hair discussion. I've already outlawed the. I've already cut this hair discussion thing. It's not something we're talking about. Just because you're eating a tweet doesn't mean I'm going to turn around and we're going to do a hair discussion. It's not going to happen.
1: I mean, all the greats are either bald or they have awful hair. You look at LeBron, Kevin Durant, Michael Jordan was bald. Magic Johnson ended up being bald. Trey Young is destined for greatness. Find me one great with good hair. Can't have it all.
0: He just—he just ripped off half the tweet and downed it. This is the biggest piece he's ate so far, mind you. The tweet is yeah, this the is the tweet probably, is basically yeah. half a, a page of paper. So he he just ripped off a huge part and took it to the head. He's getting more confident as we go along this eating of the paper thing.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be a paper eating.
0: You really are a paper machine, honestly.
1: Paper machine. Paper machine. That's my that's my middle name. Can you hear me, Keith? <laughs> no, I can't. So what's happening right now in my body is that with each with each morsel of paper that I'm taking down, my body is rejecting it more and more. So what's happening, it's creating mucus in the back of my throat saying like, you got to like qu- cut this shit out. You know, you're putting something in your body we, sh- we really shouldn't be putting. So my body is just kind of looking out for me. Got my back, um, you know, shouts to my body, but you know, I'm going to have to, you know, not listen to my body today. Um, and, you know, do it for the do it for the people on Twitter. Do it for two gods and a goose. And uh, and yeah, and do it for you, Keith. That's the reason why I'm here.
2: <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Damn. All right. So we're washing down this last piece right here, right?
1: Yeah, uh, guys, yeah, guys, it's getting harder If you can harder, see his face right
0: now, guys, it, it is just starting to become a struggle. I can see it on his face.
1: What do you think of yeah, bees you, in the you lake? You know race? what I
0: think you should do right now? I think you should get off some hot takes while you're eating the paper.
1: Bees in the leg I mean, is not going to
0: move the needle Beezus. one way or the other.
1: Bees Yeah, Michael Bees play with LeBron James. LeBron James makes a lot of people very, very good. Makes people around him better. Maybe Beasley's an all-star this year. Who knows? I don't know. This is by far the biggest piece. Right, that I think see. I'm gonna okay, be taking. it's yeah, pretty. It's about the size of a pill. Yeah, he's rolling the say, tweet like up
0: a... into a ball right now. So this is a size. I'd say that's the size of a, a pretty good size yeah. pill, like a one a, a men's one a day pill.
1: Yeah, like a men's. Yeah, exactly. Like a men's one a day pill sized paper. In fact, if you had this once a day. You would build up your paper tolerance, and you could be, then you could do this all the time easily. After a year of having paper pills, then eating paper would okay. be no big deal at let's all. Let's do it. Ooh, that was cold when I put it back in my mouth.
0: Oh my god, this is making me nauseous. That was a huge piece. Last piece going down. So overall, let's <laughs> recap tough, uh, yeah. your your tweet eating. You know the eating of the bad take. How did that? How did that go for you? Explain to the to the audience listening.
1: It was uh, it was euphoric, and I feel like I'm closer to not only paper, but I feel like I'm closer to all the people on uh, Periscope and listening out there uh, internationally. So
0: we would definitely like to we would definitely like to thank all the four people that are, that have watched this broadcast on Periscope. Uh, we appreciate you guys a ton for logging on. The four of you that logged on and watched it this was absolutely a great idea. Uh, so there you go, eating the tweet part two. The
1: because they ant us now we got Matt Butman on with us he covers the Detroit
0: Tigers <laughs> and Red Wings for the Athletic uh, how's it going max sham that's not Good. his name man Good. what is I just what got is a throw this throw back
2: to third grade there that's that's a, that's an old one
0: sham is perpetually 5 years old max i i apologize in advance i knew he was going to do that ahead of time but i didn't stop him because i'm an anarchist at heart so
1: I appreciate uh, thanks time. for com-
0: thanks for coming on with us man we appreciate it. We've, we've kind of been dancing on um, Twitter DM for the last couple weeks uh, to kind of have you on, and we canceled on you as we do with all of our guests. And so we thank you for playing along with the clown show and and coming on with us, talk a little baseball. And um, you have a, a very hot takey uh, um, dairy uh, discussion that that or, <laughs> or hot takey. Uh, how would you sham? How would you categorize what his? I don't want to insult I mean, it's him. Just
1: wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. I mean, that like his that take is so bad. I think. of the people listening out there um, will disagree with you, so I'm excited to get to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that in a little bit, but I honestly think that this may be one of the worst takes in the history of takes, honestly.
2: (laughs) I'm okay with that, honestly. I'm okay with that. At least I'm known for something there, and thank you for having me on. I am am really glad
0: to be here. And by the way, uh, just because Sham doesn't know how to do this radio thing, uh, Max covers the Tigers and the Red Wings for the Athletic um so sham great job great job on that i said intro that. that
1: i said he covers it tight that i said he covers the tigers and red wings for the atlantic
2: uh <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> you have no idea how often that actually happens where where i'm like calling someone to interview them they're like who are you with and i'm like the athletic and they're like the atlantic and i'm like yeah sure let's go with that
0: like, <laughs> that's fantastic man Uh, so let's, before we get to your, the, maybe arguably the worst take ever, let's talk a little baseball with you. Um, um, you know, it's kind of been the the conversation in in the baseball world for the last couple of months. Well, damn near the last couple of years, where is Bryce Harper going to land this winter in your opinion?
2: Oh man. I don't know. I, I feel like the Phillies and the Yankees are the, are the two obvious ones. Um, although I just don't know where you put him. Like, I mean, you're going to have to, I guess, DH somebody if he's a Yankee, like, it's almost like too good to be true, having him in that ballpark where all of his home, like all of his fly balls are home runs. At that point, like he's just pulling everything to that short, short fence. Um, that would be, I mean, if he just wants to to hit a bunch of bombs, that's that's the move, right? Um, but I think the Phillies will probably throw a bunch of money at him. I'm curious to see how. I mean, he's hitting like 220. Like, I'm curious to see how that. I don't think he'll finish the year there, but I'm curious to see how that will affect his market and. You know, if it does at all, he still walks a ton. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it has to to some degree, but I'm, I'm just as curious as you to see where, where he ends up.
1: Well, I just want to push back a little bit because Bryce Harper has beautiful facial hair, and I don't know if you're familiar with the Yankees, but they uh, they don't have oh, right. any facial hair. So do you think that would be an issue for Bryce?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it would be. I mean, everybody, uh, I mean, oh, man, something's got to give there, doesn't it? I exactly, suppose, yeah. I mean, even Johnny Money Daniel can't buy Cades. you everything. Literally. I mean, so maybe that makes the Phillies the favorite, right?
0: Is his contract this winter uh, the biggest contract in the history of baseball, in your opinion?
2: Yeah, uh, either that or Manny Machado's will be, right? I mean, one of those two guys is going to break a record this this winter. Maybe both of them. Maybe one will do it, and then the other will break uh, the other guy's record. I don't know. I, I, think, I think Bryce Hypers' contract will be bigger than any contract we have seen as of this moment.
1: Why is Manny Machado trying to play shortstop? Can you answer that for me? Because he's... He's been a pretty decent third baseman up until this year.
2: I can't answer it with any degree of certainty, but I would just assume it's like a pride thing. Like he came up that way and you don't get to be an athlete at that level without just having the most confidence in yourself and the most like need to, to do the things that people say you can't do, you know? So I assume that's got to be a part of it is people, people wanting him to not be a shortstop. Has to has to feed into this desire to like to prove them that like yeah, I can be a major league shortstop
0: Uh max boltman with us He covers the tigers and the red wings for the athletic Uh on two guys and a goose Uh, I saw a thing recently max and I and I wrote this down because I knew we were gonna have you on Uh, I saw a, a tweet from somebody saying major league baseball ranks number one in cable primetime in every u.s Uh mlb market except for miami now full transparency you and I haven't spoke but I live in miami um the relationship between baseball and Miami is is really weird to say the least. Obviously, is baseball ever going to work in Miami?
2: Um, I did a summer as an intern in Miami, so I have covered several games at Marlins Park. Oh wow! Um, I, I I like like Marlins Park. I enjoy it. I mean, the home run sculpture is what it is. I wish they'd uh, take the roof down and open the open the ballpark up a little more often. I think baseball can work in Miami. I mean, it, it's. It, like they've won a championship there. I, I was I was very young when they won a championship. Do you remember? Like what what was the the fan engagement level like when they were really really good?
0: I think a lot of the issues with baseball in Miami is because of the distrust. I mean, they have the stadium situation, and then I mean, it, you know, there's a li- a long list of almost betrayal from the Marlins to the people of Miami, and I think some of that comes. It, your point is the bottom line: if they win, people will like them, but. I, I, I've lived a couple of different places. I've never seen a relationship that is as bizarre as the relationship between baseball and Miami here. It's weird.
2: Right, and like like Stanton and Jose Fernandez, like when I was there, I was there when Jose Fernandez was still alive and was still pitching. Like to me, like those two guys made everything work. When Jose was pitching, it was Jose Day. Like everybody was like fired up. Parents were bringing their kids out because that guy was electric, right? Like it goes back to the star quality. He was so fun that the 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 press conference after his start, he came in. I'll never forget. Like he started like selfie camming, like videoing his own press conference. And like in baseball, that's uncommon, like that level of, of, of personality, uh, in, in like a post-game press conference kind of setting. And also like the fact that he was doing a press conference, like that just is not as, as big of a thing. Like you go in the locker room, right. But he'd like had a press conference. Cause there was that many people who wanted to talk to him, I guess. I don't, I don't know the reasoning, but um, when he was pitching, and when when John Carlos Stanton was just hitting bombs, like, I, I mean, to me, when those things are happening in Miami, there's a reason to go to a game. Like, why should someone go to a Marlins game right now? Honestly, like Starlin Castro, JT Realmuto, that you know Realmuto's a great player. He's a great catcher. I don't think he's going to sell any tickets.
1: Is he? No. And then that's the problem right now. If you look at Marlins Park, it's mostly blue seats. Um, yeah, hundred so percent. It's it's terrible, and it actually it reminds me of a dark time the in- And with the Tigers and we have Max Bowman on who covers the Detroit Tigers and Red Wings for the athletic on with us. And I just wanted to get your take on that because the Tigers are now entering a period of rebuilding and it's something that they really haven't done in a decade after they've kind of like pretty much bought and constructed this championship team so quickly, um, you know, from pretty much 06 on. Like, what's the reason to go to a game at Comerica Park now? Because there aren't really that many stars left. Cabrera's out for the season, um, mm-hmm. and berlander is gone, who was a, a guy in Detroit who everybody really loved.
2: I mean, far be it for me to tell them they should. I mean, I, I mean, the majority of the people there are not there because they're there to see a win. Like, they're there because they like being in the ballpark, and they like spending time outside in the summer, and maybe they just like baseball. They want to see... The visiting team you know like people came this week and maybe they just want to see Chris Sale pitch I mean my suspicion is that people aren't showing up to Tigers games right now for the same reasons that they were four years ago which was that they wanted to go see Justin Verlander and they wanted to see him throw a no-hitter and they were going to be bummed if they walked out and the Tigers lost this year I think if you're going to a Tigers game and they lose you're walking out I think it's entirely possible that you still accomplished everything you wanted to accomplish with your your day at the ballpark. You wanted to get some nachos and a hot dog. And you wanted to be out in the sun, and you wanted the game to go less than three hours. It's entirely possible that you accomplished all three of those goals, regardless of what the
0: score was. Right? Uh, Max Boltman with us. He covers the Tigers for the Athletic. Um, so we just passed the midway point in the season. Heading into the fall, you know things always start to get a little more serious as we as we head toward playoff time. I, this is a simple question so far to me it's been a three-team race is it really a three-team race between the astros yanks and Sox at this point max
2: i i would think that would be a disservice to to cleveland i mean cleveland has two of the most fun uh position playing superstars in the game i would i mean I, superstar people get you can argue about what that means but okay stars like bandora and ramirez are elite elite players and they play Shortstop in third base or shortstop in second base, depending on the day, which like if you're getting that level of production out of those positions, you're always gonna be in business. And they've got one of the best rotations in baseball with Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer, and Carlos Carrasco. I think, you know, you'd have to put them in consideration, even though standings-wise it's true that they're not they're not even on that same plane as the three teams you mentioned. But come playoffs, those are impact guys. Like like if you're throwing out Kluber, Bauer, Clevenger, Kluber, Bauer, Carrasco, or or, you know, some combination there. Um, in a best of five series, like you can sweep anybody.
0: Spicy take,
1: but what's not spicy? And actually, we got Max Bowman on with us. Covers it the yeah, Tigers enough, for enough athletic. sports,
0: man. Enough sports. Let's get let's get Let's to
1: the real conversation. So we had a discussion on our last episode about ice cream and what are the best kinds of ice cream to get from an ice cream truck. And Mr. Max over here. Thinks that sorbet ranks above.
0: Yeah, ice I don't cream. remember so this please? exact take. Max, do you want to reiterate what your exact take was? I was so appalled that I dropped my phone and just was done with it. But what was? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so yeah. What was the original? So give take, your take, and Max, then
1: and I have a question afterwards after I you give your
2: take. So I don't even remember what the question was. I I, I always order raspberry sorbet whenever I can. I think it's it's, it's just an incredibly refreshing dessert. I think that I like ice cream, so like I don't like it. If if sorbet's not on the menu, I'm all about it. I've got ice cream in my freezer right now. But I think like if I'm like out or something like ice cream's heavier, it's gonna weigh you down. You can Blast. eat more sorbet <laughs> because it's like lighter. So I actually so if uh, if my editor listens to this, uh, when I was in Miami, my editor uh, was a woman named Kathy. And there was this like ice cream shop, like this like legendary, it was in Fort Lauderdale, like this legendary ice cream shop in Fort Lauderdale. And she talked about the whole summer. My girlfriend flew down to visit me. I took her to this like legendary ice cream shop. And she had, my my editor told me like, there's no way you can even finish the ice cream there that they serve you. And so afterwards I was like, Hey, I went to whatever the name of the place was. Yes. Yes. It was Jackson's. I think, yes, it was Jackson's. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're, you're a Miami guy. That's right. Um, so yeah, I went to Jackson's and I got I got sorbet and I finished my sorbet. It may have been sherbet. I don't know what it was. It was you know something fruit. Okay, there's a pretty big and, distinction uh, there
1: between sorbet and time sherbet. Time
2: out. Time out. Sorbet is just like whipped <laughs> hold on, fruit. Sham. Hold on. Yeah, exactly. I like sorbet better. I like sorbet better. I'm not saying there's not a distinction. I'm just saying I I got either whichever one they so, had. So the
0: just place. for context, the people that have never been to Miami, Sham went to school at University of Miami. Sham knows what Jackson's is. Obviously, Jackson's is a legendary ice cream shop, as Max said, in Fort Lauderdale. They give you servings that are absolutely ridiculous. You literally have to prepare for battle when you go to Jackson's. But it is blasphemy. It is borderline. You should be fined if you went to Jackson's and ordered sorbet.
2: It might have been sherbet. It might have been sherbet. That doesn't make it any better. (laughs) I mean, either way, way, it's pretty egregious. Yeah, maybe I should be put to death. I don't know. Yeah, um, last meal you're probably going to have. But parfait. she was she was livid because I told her like I finished my ice cream and she was like, "Oh, like I'm so proud of you or whatever." And she, so I get into the office the next day and she's like, "So what kind of ice cream did you get?" And I was like, "I got raspberry sherbet or whatever." And she was like, "Are you kidding me? Like I was so proud of you. You like wussed out. Like that doesn't count at all. There's no dairy in that. Like you you failed." She still gives me shit for right. it to this day. When we, when we, whenever we like exchange texts, I mean, I, clearly that you guys are on her side, so I feel offended. Is by this that. like a medical thing? Are you lactose intolerant? I was when I was a kid, so I I couldn't have dairy until I was eight. So I like I don't drink milk because um, I never developed like a taste for it. I only very recently started like I, I've always eaten pizza um, since I couldn't since I like could eat dairy. So, like i like pizza but like when i was a kid i would get like just like sauce and pepperoni on a pizza or whatever i know it was weird so, but like now i eat like cheese pretty regularly so i feel like i feel like it's possible that maybe i was just a little late to the ice cream game and i definitely when i was a kid was eating sorbet Like when i was like five those are my memories of ice cream shops so maybe i, I can uh, weasel my way out of out of the criticism here with that nope. but like you know, I can eat both now, and I do eat both now, but I just still prefer sorbet. That, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't,
0: yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like we're making, I feel like we're making progress because you're basically kind of backpedaling the whole sorbet take and kind of pleading ignorance to an expense. Ex- <laughs> and now you're saying you know, it's it's sherbet, and I don't
2: no. even know what. Yeah, you Yeah, like anymore. yeah, I'm
0: kind of confused as to what. I think you don't even believe in yourself anymore. What you were originally saying,
2: I, I do. I just, you're just making me question everything. I didn't think this was that controversial. I thought it was like a preference thing, like. Like some people like blue raspberry, some people like green apple kind of thing. Like you're just you're just picking shades of gray. But like the the level of vitriol here and when I have the flashbacks to how mad Kathy was at me, now I really feel like maybe I am like a bad I mean, American or something. We need to have Kathy yeah, we, need to have happens, ca- we should but... talk to Kathy. Uh,
0: realistically what you did what you realistically <laughs> did there was you went to like a legendary hot dog place and asked for a salad. Or you went to a steakhouse and and asked for a salad. Oh, like man.
2: I I
1: Max goes to a brewery and asks for Man. a Lock Tonic.
2: I feel like I need to like board a plane to Fort Lauderdale. It's right by the Here's airport. The Jackson's right Sham by, by the I can just go back. don't want <laughs>
0: I'm
1: sorry, Max. It's just... <laughs>
0: Max, no, here's the I, thing. I You that. deserve to get drugged for the conversation that we were having in our Twitter DMs. For you were really on the sorbet bus. But uh, what I was gonna say is, Sham is gonna be here in Miami. We're gonna do a live version of the of the uh, podcast in the next couple months. You should really try to come down too. We should go to Jackson's and. Periscope it and actually show you what real ice cream is at Jackson It's
2: not like I've yeah. never had real ice cream, guys. I feel like I feel like I'm being mischaracterized now.
0: I don't think Max Boltman from who covers the Tigers for the Athletic and I think ice cream. I don't I don't think that. I think sorbet, I think salads at steakhouses. That's what I think.
2: <laughs> okay, I would never order a salad at steakhouse. I barely order a salad at a sal- like I don't eat enough salad, period. Like I maybe I will fly down just to defend my good name. And maybe I'll order maybe I'll order ice cream and the sherbet. And you guys can do a taste test. Yeah, I actually already have the, the results
0: side. on. Shan- the I already side. have shamanized results from the sorbet <laughs> uh, taste test. Yeah, no, we're good. It's an it's a, str- a heavy no from, you. from, you. from right, us. That's fair. Max Boltman, thank you for being a good sport. Thanks for coming on with us. Uh, let everybody know on social media where they can find you, follow you, read your stuff. The whole shebang.
2: Yeah, I'm at uh, at All Things Sorbet, <laughs> um, or at M underscore Boltman, depending on which of my brands you're seeking to follow. Two gods <laughs> and a goose. Podcast.
0: All right, you know how we end each and every show. Uh, my dad's favorite segment, Ash Sham, hashtag Ash Sham on Twitter, Sham Sham God, at Sham Sham God on Twitter. Uh, are you ready sham it's been a minute do you understand you remember how to do this segment this is all on you it's hot takeville are you uh are you ready to ready to rock and roll i am so ready for this all right let's hit that intro <laughs> and now it's time for ask question number one bryce harper won the home run derby where does he land this winter when he's a free agent he lands where all the big free
1: agents land he lands in la with the dodgers Magic Johnson gets another
0: big fish. Uh, Magello Ball, I think he's like the fifth ball brother or something. He shot 19 for 54, including 5 of 24 from 3 in his last game in uh, Lamar Ball's Basketball League. Are you impressed?
1: He plays just like Kobe. He's destined to be a Laker. Maybe he's going to be better than his brother, Lonzo.
0: Was. More worthless Ross, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross or Ross from Friends?
1: Dolphins owner Stephen Ross. His sport is dying. His team is dying. Dolphins, more like Dolph-outs.
0: Shout out to Koo from Pistons Twitter. Uh, He asked this question, Do you buy shoes in youth size?
1: No, I got size 9, Koo. Uh,
0: At Nick 30 on Twitter. At Nick 30 on Twitter. uh, Asked, is Kawhi a top 5 player right now? Kawhi is not only a top 5 player, he's a top 5 bitch. Uh, News broke today that fake President Lardlungs had his convos about paying off his porn star mistress that he banged while he was married to his current wife, Melanie. Uh, his conversations were apparently taped by his former lawyer Uh, do you have secret recordings of our combos champ
1: I have them stored away in a folder called don't open Uh,
0: at Joe underscore truck on Twitter asks, do you use a stepping stool to reach things on the top shelf in your house? No, I
1: am a man and I jump on top of the counter like a man. I don't use any stepping stool.
0: Dumber humans, Neanderthals who lived 40,000 years ago or current humans who have hijacked the NFL's kneeling for racial injustice and made it about a flag and patriotism.
1: Dumber humans the NFL's kneeling policy. Steven Ross and company, they are they ought to be ashamed of themselves. What kind of policy is that? Take a note from the NBA.
0: Uh, what did you think of Drake's new album? Sham. Straight fire. Uh, at Iman Slumpert on Twitter asks, What do you think of Henry Ellison's progress uh, since he's been in the league? Iman Slumpert,
1: let me tell you, Henry Ellison doesn't play a lick of defense, so he won't even be in the league for much
0: longer if he can't even move his feet. He's bad. Uh Remains of bread, big 14,400 years ago, were found uh, in Jordan. Uh, the real question when I read this, do you think Vince Ellis would eat this? I think he would eat it
1: because the bread that he eats at Olive Garden is probably more stale than that bread.
0: Uh, rest in peace to him, but uh, was Robin Williams overrated?
1: Robin Williams has some of the greatest movies of all time.
0: More worthless Roger. Uh, Roger from Doug or Roger Goodell?
1: I'm not familiar with Doug Roger, but Roger Goodell definitely is one of the most worthless Rogers and Goodells in the history of this planet.
0: Uh, when we were on a uh, break, IHOP changed their name to IHOB with a B, your thoughts? On IHOP,
1: IHOP changing the name to IHOP and then changing it back to IHOP and saying "just kidding," they ought to be ashamed of themselves. And you know what? Nobody should go to the restaurants anymore. Denny's is our new sponsor. Use promo code Fraud for ten percent off your order.
0: That is Asham uh, hashtag Asham on Twitter. Uh, there you go, man. That is this week's episode. We are we are off our break now, so I, I assume a couple weeks we'll be right back at it. We have the big hot dog eating contest. He's going to eat thirty-one wieners. That's a big deal. Sham, uh, how do you feel about today's broadcast? Oh, it was awesome. Definitely top 10. We will see you guys on the next uh, episode.